1A Forward Living is a continual educational process. If you truly want to be free and free from debt, it is your responsibility, and yours alone, to educate yourself. No one can do it for you. This compilation is simply a guide. It is not set in concrete. It changes constantly as the realm of experience grows. Remember that not too long ago it was a crime to teach American slaves to read and write, that the prevalent philosophy was to keep women barefoot and pregnant. Unfortunately, too many of us have been ignorant of how our world really works and we have not done much reading and writing, or much to change it. We have let others make our decisions for so long that we have forgotten how to make informed choices. You've made a decision that you want to eliminate your debts. Well, it will require diligence on your part to educate yourself, to learn how to use the tools widely and openly available, to learn what is really law and how to conduct commerce, topics our schools have purposely omitted from the curriculum. Don't expect lawyers, bankers, accountants or teachers of this philosophy to bail you out. It is your job to step out of the box. You'll find this process is a revisiting of English 101. Everyday usage of language is not commercial reality. Learn the real meaning of the words you speak. If you use words correctly, there will be no misunderstanding about their applicability. In order to advance on any path, you must decide if the process to get there fits your philosophy and ability. Decide if you really want to pursue the process, learn all that you can from many sources, weigh the validity of all information, decide if it will accomplish what you desire, personally verify the accuracy of the materials, do the research, learn the code sections and your state statutes, know who you are so you can adapt the correspondence to reflect your status, and put your safety nets in place before you jump off the cliff. No one can do it for you. You can learn from others' experience, but each of our experiences utilizing this information is different and the response we obtain from creditors will vary. You must have the knowledge internalized so you know how to respond to any situation, to be assured that what you are doing is right. If fear is still part of your psyche, then you have not educated yourself sufficiently and gained the confidence to move forward. Stop and step back if that is the case. If you truly want to get rid of your debt instruments, you must protect yourself and your family first. If you own nothing, you have nothing to lose and no exposure. If an adverse credit report will affect how you earn a living, it would be wise to consider the ramifications of what is presented herein and how it may affect you. A word of advice, be sure to initiate a dialogue with the credit reporting agencies, CRA series, before, or at least concurrently, with the credit card, CC, series. If you can afford to structure your belongings such that you own nothing, you will have little to risk. If you have a credit card associated with your bank account, it would be wise to lower that balance as much as possible before eliminating all other credit card debt. The goal here should be to no longer live. Many of the letters have an option to be from the secured party. If you are not a secured party for your straw man, be sure to change your return address, the content and the signature to fit who you are. On credit. Remember that old adage, neither a lender or a borrower be. Strive for it. Pay for your daily expenses with FRNs and stop using those credit cards. 
Checks and credit cards leave a trail for others to know what you spent, when and where. FRNs provide privacy. 1B Tips On your desktop, set up a master folder, for the honor-dishonor process with subfolders for tools and resource materials you gather, and an additional folder for your personal documents you have customized and scanned or faxed to yourself to be attachments to documents you mail. Later, after you have the documents just the way you want them, you can copy and paste them into folders for each credit card. Next time you're at the post office, pick up lots of priority mail envelopes, PS Form 3811 Green Return Receipt Postcards, and PS Form 3800 Certified Mail Receipts. A few extra is always a good idea. Many clerks will not want to let you have registered mail labels. When sending your mailings out with a PS Form 3811, to avoid the possibility that some agent will remove the post office's pre-printed numerical service label on the two article number space, write your service number in the appropriate space and then place the service label number over it. Then, place a strip of transparent tape over the service label number. Abbreviations are used throughout the writings. CC equals credit card. CRA equals Credit Reporting Agency DC equals Debt Collector CA equals Conditional Acceptance A equals Affidavit POS equals Proof of Service DOE is to be replaced with your name ND equals Notice of Dishonor NP equals 2ND Notice of Dishonor CD equals Certificate of Dishonor Green color print in sample letters is to bring your attention to some word or phrase which you must correct to fit your circumstances. Highlighting is to make you decide if the wording applies. If it does not, delete the words and the highlighting. Sample letters are set up to accommodate joint obligers. If you are the only obligor, be sure to change all grammar and pronouns to reflect me and I instead of we. Delete the word collectively in the return address reference as you are not more than one, remember that the law applies to the straw man, the fiction created from your birth certificate and social security number, and are not you, the living, breathing soul. Only the principles of the law apply to the you, living soul. You must determine who you are in order to accurately reflect your return address on the templates. They are set up to reflect a secured party. If you do not know what that means, you are likely not a secured party. To become a secured party, you would have already filed UCC1s in the appropriate Secretary of State's offices. If you are not a secured party, change the return address information and signature lines of each template to reflect the current status, your name and mailing address in standard format, but in all capital letters, for example. John Doe 123 Main Street any town, USA 00000. I see who you are and privacy. One of the first things you must determine in embarking on this process is who you are and who is writing the notices slash letters, the straw man, living soul or secured party, and you have to be consistent throughout the process. If you have already recorded your copyright on the straw man and UCC1 on your straw man, you may choose to have your documents reflect you are the secured party or you may wish to respond only as the true name, living soul, or even as the straw man. 
If you have not established your position as a secured party, be sure to delete all references to the secured party. The living soul has a name in upper and lower case letters. The straw man is in all upper case letters. The living soul and secured party are always right, which means they sign on the right side of the page. The straw man is a debtor and is reflected on the left side of the page. You must to customize the templates to match who is writing them. The straw man is in the box and doesn't need registered mail. Registered mail comes from in the box to in the box. A living soul uses registered mail to traverse the border into the box. Due to the many multi-letter agencies trying to discourage and even intimidate living souls from regaining their rights, it is advisable that you send your first document, the CA-A, presentment, BOE, by private courier with signature guarantee rather than through the USPS. We have found that generally UPS and Airborne are less expensive than Federal Express. Regardless of who you are, learn how to protect your privacy. Think about how completely different your life would be if they couldn't find you or take away the straw man stuff, if they couldn't call and upset your family because they had no way to reach you directly. You need not ever be directly accessible to anyone unless you have intentionally given them your contact information. We believe in living your life hidden in plain sight, HIPS. Ideally, neither you nor the straw man will ever own anything or have any income. 1. Learn the difference between open email and private email. Look at the form that appears on your computer screen when you want to send an email. First it has where you are sending from, your email address. Then it usually will have additional lines entitled CC, BCC and subject or RE. If you are going to email more than one person, always send email to multiple people in the BCC, blind carbon copy, line. Then you will not be the source of having passed out others' email addresses to people they may not know, especially if you have not been given permission to share it. Only use the two, open, address line when you definitely want to share everyone's email addresses and have permission to do so. 2. Utilize an answering machine, voicemail, or a k7.net, j2.com or fax.com, the faxes and VM will be forwarded to your email, as your primary phone number which you put on applications, accounts and forms, and to give to people you don't know, people you may not wish to speak with, businesses and service providers. Audit all calls. Utilize the delete button. You can install a separate phone number, which you only give to friends, family and associates to contact you, it is well worth the installation price. You can return phone calls to the people you wish to speak with. This means forming a new habit of giving VM number to, banks, creditors, government agencies, DMV, insurance companies, utility companies, hospitals, doctors, grocery stores, businesses, magazines, newspapers, schools, etc. You will speak to them by returning phone calls when it is convenient to you. 3. What if you were starting a new website and did not want everyone in the world to know your physical address? Following the philosophy of number 2 above, the same principle applies to your physical location. We suggest you establish a private mailbox, K7, 
PMB, for all your mail and not have anything delivered to the street address you inhabit. If they don't know the physical address, they won't show up and knock at your door unless you give them the address. Yes, picking up mail at a PMB is a minor inconvenience, but it is a small price to pay to protect your privacy. All PMBs will sign for and accept package delivery for you and the entities you manage. 4.Notify everyone as appropriate, businesses, vendors, friends, and family, of your personal-slash-business change of address. Update all your accounts and identifiers, driver's license, voter registration, return address labels, checks and bank records, utilities, charge cards, magazine subscriptions, grocery store discount cards, of the appropriate PMB for your private business and for church business. Rome was not created in a day. 5. Change your return address labels to reflect without prejudice below your name and request that people send mail to you in the same manner. Without prejudice means that you do not necessarily agree to any undisclosed terms not on the face of the document and your right to come back and retract any such undisclosed rules is not prejudiced, it is without prejudice. It is likely that you are unfamiliar with the many postal regulations and rules, so how can you agree to them? Below is a sample address format. True name without prejudice care of mailing address city, 93551. State spelled out, non-domestic. Without prejudice is a jurisdictional issue, see the article. The Constitution guarantees the post office and postal roads, not home delivery. When you get home delivery, you contract with the state, US, for a benefit. The benefits bind you to the national debt as a U.S. citizen and your use of the two-letter state abbreviations as well as the zip code are an adhesion contract to which you likely do not know the terms or even all the USPS regulations. Mail from post office to post office does not bind you. Post office boxes are the same as home delivery. The only thing protected is general delivery.1d preface. The world runs on the energy of commerce. Our country runs on commerce. Our courts run on the energy of commerce. You may not realize it, but your daily life is within the realm of the energy of commerce. As a result, it is imperative that you interact in the commercial world effectively and protect yourself from those who would take what is yours from you. This can only be accomplished through education. With education you will gain an understanding of the honor-dishonor process which runs the commercial world. Without this understanding and effective utilization of the process, you are doomed to constantly lose. The education will take some time, but it will open your eyes to the commercial world you inhabit and enable you take the reins and direct your life in the manner you choose. In every transaction, whether purchasing a car, using a credit card, receiving a bill for services you did not receive, paying taxes, you must always comport yourself honorably. Dishonor translates to loss of commercial energy, to loss in the transaction. Make no mistake, when you ignore a situation, when you are silent because you do not know what to do, you have lost your energy and therefore your commercial ability, you are in dishonor and subject to the whims of others who will take advantage of your silence and ignorance and take away your assets, place liens against you and your property, many times, without you even knowing that it has occurred. Debtors always lose. 
Creditors always win. You always want to be a creditor. Utilizing the honor-dishonor process of notarial protest will change your status from a debtor to a creditor. First, you need an understanding of money. The Constitution defines money. House Joint Resolution 192 changed the manner in which Americans think of money and moved all of us into the debtor position. Read both documents thoroughly. In contract law, the general right of refusal is three days. You have three days, 72 hours not including Sundays, to vitiate a contract, to respond to any bill you receive. A bill is an offer for you to do or pay something. You must have your tools set up in advance or be able to dedicate the time necessary to respond to all bills timely and appropriately. Do a search on google.com for exchequer. Ignore all the sites you find dealing with games and people pretending to be old English. Do read the site of the exchequer teaching his replacement how the world works. It will be extremely revealing. The notarial protest can be used to prove the dishonor of a commercial transaction, one that involves a billing by a corporate entity. One cannot use a notarial protest for disputes that do not involve a commercial transaction. If you misuse or lure a notary into helping you with a dispute that is not commercial, you will be exposing the notary to enforcement proceedings from the state. If you are unsure about the type of process you have, read the notary law in the subsequent chapters. 1. E-Resources It is suggested that you set up a favorite folders for legal resources. Copy and paste the links into your browser below if they are not active. These are only a starting point. Have a Blacks and Blackstones readily available so you understand the meaning of words. Read Ed Griffin's Creature from Jekyll Island and Jacques Jicaron's Debt Virus. It also may be helpful to read Tom Schauff's books to get a background and, if you can, get a hold of a copy of the Banker's Manual and Witkin's Negotiable Instruments. Also explore all the legal resources you have concerning notaries. Here's an excerpt from the Arizona Statutes. Article 5, Uniform Recognition of Acknowledgements Act. ARS 33501. Recognition of notarial acts performed outside this state for the purposes of this article. Notarial acts means acts which the laws and regulations of this state authorize notaries public of this state to perform, including the administering of oaths and affirmations, taking proof of execution and acknowledgments of instruments, and attesting documents. Notarial acts may be performed outside this state for use in this state with the same effect as if performed by a notary public of this state by the following persons authorized pursuant to the laws and regulations of other governments in addition to any other person authorized by the laws and regulations of this state. HTTP colon slash slash Thomas dot dot gov slash after bill number enter H dot R dot Afterward slash phrase enter congressional findings. Notary information. The original 1909 notary handbook http colon slash 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 fbc htm notary public books. Http colon slash slash www.notarepubliclaw.com slash merchant two slash merchant mv. 
screen equals peon store underscore code equals unplanned category underscore code equals p alfred piambino notary public expert http colon slash slash www.notarypubliclaw.com slash florida statutes http colon slash slash www.fulsonate.gov slash statutes slash index.cfm app underscore mode equals display underscore statute and url equals ch0673 slash title 0673.nightman statute year equals 202 and title equals percent 2d percent 3e 2002 percent 2d percent 3 chapter percent 20673 new york notary handbook esv chapter 12 HTTP colon slash slash www.notarepubliclaw.com slash merchant to slash merchant dot mv screen equals prodon store underscore code equals implanned product underscore code equals 50 to 4 Kentucky notary statutes HTTP colon slash slash www.lrc.state.ky.us slash krs slash 423-00 slash chapter.htm evidence of dishonor Washington. HTTP colon slash slash search.leg.wa.gov slash pub slash text search slash view root.asp. Action equals Nightland item equals 1 anx equals 10251246282 and equals 1 http colon slash slash search dot leg dot wa dot gov slash pub slash text search slash view root dot asp. Action equals Nightland item equals 9 anx equals 10251243355 and equals 1 http colon slash slash search dot leg dot wa dot gov slash pub slash text search slash view root dot ask. Action equals Nightland. Item equals 9 anx equals 10251243355 and equals 1. Arbitration clauses illegal. HTTP colon slash slash www.atla.org slash homepage slash at court dot asks debt mortgage HTTP colon slash slash www.ecclesia.org slash truth slash debt dot html on credit reports HTTP colon slash slash www.ftc.gov slash bcp slash conline slash pub slash credit slash crdds.htm sample percent 20 dispute percent 20 letter HTTP colon slash slash www.dbwizards.com slash credit reports.html the law on fair credit reporting HTTP colon slash slash www.ftc.gov slash os slash statutes slash prejump.htm Notices of Rights and Duties under the Fair Credit Reporting Act HTTP colon slash slash www.ftc.gov slash os slash statutes slash to fedreg.htm the Fair Credit Reporting Act HTTP colon slash slash www.ftc.gov slash os slash statutes slash fra.htm. 
FDC Educational Material HTTP colon slash slash www.ftc.gov slash bcp slash conline slash edcam slash fr slash index.html FDC Online Complaint Form HTTPS colon slash slash rn.ftc.gov dod slash sulkdollar.startup Z underscore ORG underscore code equals P.U. 01 Arizona's equivalent of the UCC, HTTP colon slash slash www.otsleg.state.oz.us slash rs slash 47 slash title 47.htm. Cornell Law School Library, HTTP colon slash slash www.law.cornell.edu slash Federal Trade Commission, 600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C. 20580. 202-326-2222 Toll-free 877-382-4357 Website http colon slash slash www.ftc.gov To do IT right the first time in order to perform the honor-dishonor process properly, you must have a notary willing and able to complete the process for you. 21 days after your CA A, conditional acceptance slash affidavit, is sent, depending on whether or not you wish them to produce an accounting, the notary will mail the notice of dishonor. If the notary does not receive a response to the notice of dishonor, 10 days later the notary will mail the second notice of dishonor. If there is no response, five days later the notary will send the certificate of dishonor slash breach and non-response to you. The notary will enter each notarial act in the notary's journal. The notary will also be creating a notary's file which contains a duplicate original of each document. The notary will send you a complete duplicate of the notary file at the completion of the process. You must provide the notary with advance payment for services written instructions, and signature-ready documents. When you determine this is a process you want to utilize, secure a knowledgeable notary's services in advance of sending your first document. Have your safety net firmly secured before you jump off the building. Also, realize, as you proceed through this process, some creditors and reporting agencies will not be cooperative. In fact, they may be downright irritating and frustrating as well as trying to trick you into dishonor. They may assign the accounts to collectors who can be extremely aggressive and try to trick you into dishonor. Keep a spiral notebook by the phone and document the dates and times of any phone calls, as well as the name, phone number with extension, if you can get it, agency and address of callers. Be prepared to state clearly. I cannot verify who you are and I do not conduct any business on the phone. If you have something to say or want me to know, write it down, sign it and mail it. And then hang up. Do not let them entice you into argument. If they continue to call and bother you, you may wish to turn the tables on them by asking them to hold on for a minute, set the phone down, simply walk away and hang the phone up after 10 or 15 minutes. Be sure to inform all others who answer your phone that such calls may occur and not to let it upset them. You may also receive correspondence or further billing that appears intimidating or threatening from the creditor as well as from collectors.
Add to your spiral notebook list the date and type of contact, as well as the name of the sender of each piece of communication you receive. Remember that, each time they contact you after they have been notified not to contact you, may be worth $1,000 per communication, per your conditional acceptance, so smile and add the dollars up. Don't let it upset you or your household, but be sure to arm family members with the knowledge so they are not upset by unwanted phone calls. Obviously, having already implemented privacy strategies will prevent unwanted phone calls from being inadvertently answered. Best to have a phone line you do not answer and only use that number to give to all creditors. 3. Background We live under maritime law. Maritime law is contract law. There is a public side and a private side. The original contract is a private matter between two parties. The public side is where the government and the courts, the people, enter into the equation. Under maritime law, none of the standard constitutional or validity of the law arguments are applicable. The courts don't rule on crimes. Courts can only hear controversy over damages. In order for the court to take jurisdiction, a litigant must give up their energy and enter into the public side. Think about shipping in the 1700s. Merchants and shippers purchased and posted bonds to cover losses if a ship was lost at sea. Now consider what happens in a criminal setting. A defendant is served a warrant. What is a warrant? Have you ever received a tax refund check or a paycheck from state or local government? It says right on the face of it that it is a warrant. A warrant is a check, a payment. Who has the commercial energy when the defendant is served a warrant? What is one of the first things a defendant does? The defendant is charged, arraigned, enters a plea and posts a bond. The charge is an offer to pay or perform. The arraignment is simply informing him of the offer. The court cannot rule on criminal activities, so the defendant is often enticed into dishonor by being tricked into making a plea or entering into a plea bargain. A plea is an argument and puts the defendant in dishonor. A bail bond is insurance, a contract to perform, to appear or forfeit the insurance. Entering into the bond contract is giving up the energy. Remember the 72-hour right of rescission? Well, if the government doesn't post the bond in 72 hours, guess what? The defendant goes home. The government is bankrupt and cannot post a bond. Only the defendant can post the bond. Even signing a contract to be released on one's own recognizance is a bond and the defendant gives up his energy point one. The CA-A process is designed to help you respond honorably when you receive a draft. Remember that a draft is an offer, a presentment, whether it is a bill or a statement, an allegation, or an inquiry. You remain in honor when you timely respond with an acceptance, payment, or a conditional acceptance saying you will accept their draft if they do or have such and such. The components of writing a good CA are to break the offer down into its most minute components and address each individually, and not address issues not contained in their draft. Make no assumptions. The CA must contain very specific language and specifically address the issues, better yet, if it contains legal citations. 
One some accusers are detained without arraignment and incommunicado, without even the opportunity to request an appearance bond posted by the accuser. We are not suggesting this legal strategy will always work because they have the biggest guns, so be sure to learn more about the process before attempting to implement this type of strategy. 4. Overview Everything you do in life, whether a draft or a bill for services rendered, a request to do chores, or a letter asking why you did not file your taxes, is a draft, offer. Every time you are addressed by some person, company or agency, realize you may be lured into responding inappropriately. By law, you have 72 hours, 3 days, to change your mind on entering into any contract. When you do respond, you must analyze what you are really being asked to do or perform, or whether you are making assumptions about what is being requested. Every response you make falls into one of four categories. The first two leave you in honor and in control. The last two leave you in dishonor and you will lose. Conditionally accept, CA, the offer. Accept the offer. Argue, or ignore, be silent, acquiesce. Consider the examples below and how you might respond in each circumstance using the four options above. Which have you utilized? Were you in honor or dishonor? Will you prevail or will you lose? Would you answer differently with your newfound knowledge if it happened today? 1. Your 17-year-old child says he wants to stay out until midnight. You respond. You can stay out till midnight if you complete all your homework and you don't have school tomorrow. 2. Your significant other says, after you take out the trash, we can have some quiet time, so you take out the trash. 3. You get double billing for the carpet you just had installed. You call the business and tell them you're not going to pay it. 4. You receive a bill for a new roof, which was on your neighbor's house. You throw the bill away and laugh since it wasn't your roof. 5. You receive an IRS CP 515 inquiring why you didn't file for last tax year. You send a letter telling them that income tax is unconstitutional and you don't have to file. Frequently, creditors will intentionally take advantage of your commercial ignorance in order to set you up or entice you into dishonor and cause you to lose. This is accomplished in many ways, such as They make an offer, demand or draft so outrageous that it entices you to argue. They lure you to respond in a manner which technically is argument. They give you a far-off respond by date so that you do not respond within 72 hours. They don't tell you how to cure a prior dishonor. They don't respond at all to you so you don't know what's happened. On the other hand, you likely have responded many times dishonorably. Consider these responses and categorize them. A. You complain about a service and refuse to pay for it. B. You write a letter disputing a charge on your credit card statement. C. You call a vendor and chew them out for billing you for someone else's work slash purchases. D. You don't respond at all to someone who angers you. E. You reply with an untruthful or outrageous response. F. You file a lawsuit or a complaint. Remember, all facts are irrelevant and fly out the window when there is dishonor. A judge can only intercede if there is controversy. If there is stipulation, 
he has nothing to do and that's the end of it. You have energy and control if you stay in honor. There are two components to offers, public and private. Each issue is covered either procedurally or in substance. You must be able to determine whether it is an issue you want to address publicly or privately. The CA A process is in the private sector. Litigation is the public sector. Substance can be handled in private by stipulation or agreement. Procedure is handled by the courts. Substance is establishing the facts. Courts do not deal with facts, they deal with rules. You can always go back and correct an error, but you should strive to not make any errors. If you were to draw a chart, it would look something like this. Public-Private Illusion Real Debtor-Creditor Limited Liability Full Liability Irresponsible Responsible Opinion, Presumption, Testimony Facts and Truth Cannot Act Serves Others Consumers Creates Asset Goods Judge is Immune Judge in Ministerial Capacity Argument, Dishonor Stipulation, Agreement Procedure Substance as an example, in court, attorneys present their argument, which is a presumption. Neither side can prove anything, so the judge has discretion as to who wins. As long as there is controversy, the judge has immunity. When there is stipulation and agreement, the judge is no longer immune if he intercedes. There are elements to a stipulation. 1. No party can argue or refute it. 2. No party can offer supporting evidence. No judge can consider it or change it or it is reversible error. The notary public's functions are 1. To administer oaths. 2. To attest and certify, by his hand and official seal, certain classes of documents, in order to give them credit and authenticity in foreign jurisdictions. 3 to take acknowledgments of deeds and other conveyances, and certify the same, and to perform certain official acts, chiefly in commercial matters, such as the protesting of notes and bills, the noting of foreign drafts, and marine protests in case of loss or damage. Five definitions. Black's Law Dictionary 4th Edition. Acceptance. The taking and receiving of anything in good part, and as it were a tacit agreement to a preceding act, which might have been defeated or avoided if such acceptance had not been made, the act of a person to whom a thing is offered or tendered by another, whereby he receives the thing with the intention of retaining it, such intention being evidenced by a sufficient act, the exercise of power conferred by an offer by performance of some act. Bills of Exchange An engagement to pay the bill in money when due, conditional, an engagement to pay the bill on the happening of a condition, a conditional acceptance is in effect a statement that the offered is willing to enter into a bargain differing in some respects from that proposed in the original offer. The conditional acceptance is, therefore, itself a counteroffer. Conditional? That which is dependent upon or granted subject to a condition. Honor, v, to accept a bill of exchange, or to pay a note, check or accepted bill, at maturity and according to its tenor. Dishonor. In mercantile law and usage. To refuse or decline to accept a bill of exchange, or refuse or neglect to pay a bill or note at maturity. Notice of dishonor. 
A notice given by the holder to the drawer of a bill, or to an endorser of a bill or note, that it has been dishonored by non-acceptance on presentment for acceptance, or by non-payment at its maturity. Bill. A formal declaration, complaint, or statement of particular things in writing. As a legal term, this word has many meanings, a writing. Bill of exchange. A written order from A. To B directing B. To pay C a certain sum of money therein named. i.e., a conditional acceptance and its attachments. Certificate of Protest, Oregon Revised Statutes 73.05052. A protest is a certificate of dishonor made by a United States Consul or Vice Consul, or a notary public or other person authorized to administer oaths by the law of the place where dishonor occurs. The protest may be made upon information satisfactory to that person. The protest must identify the instrument and certify that either presentment has been made or, if not made, the reason why it was not made, and that the instrument has been dishonored by non-acceptance or non-payment. The protest may also certify that notice of dishonor has been given to some or all parties. Domestic Bill of Exchange a bill of exchange drawn on a person residing in the same state with the drawer, or dated at a place in the state, and drawn on a person living within the state, it is the residence of the drawer and drawee which must determine whether a bill is domestic or foreign. Foreign Bill of Exchange A bill of exchange drawn in one state or country, upon a foreign state or country. A bill of exchange drawn in one country upon another country not governed by the same homogeneous laws, or not governed throughout by the same municipal laws. A bill of exchange drawn in one of the United States upon a person residing in another state is a foreign bill. Inland bill of exchange. One of which the drawer and drawee are residents of the same state or country. Notary public. A public officer whose function it is to administer oaths, to attest and certify, by his hand and official seal, certain classes of documents, in order to give them credit and authenticity in foreign jurisdictions, to take acknowledgments of deeds and other conveyances, and certify the same, and to perform certain official acts, chiefly in commercial matters, such as the protesting of notes and bills, the noting of foreign drafts, and marine protest in cases of loss or damage. Stamp. An impression made by public authority, in pursuance of law, upon paper or parchment, upon which certain legal proceedings, conveyances, or contracts are required to be written, and for which a tax or duty is exacted. App. 2x3 usually pre-inked stamp the notary places on a document. Seal. A particular sign, made to attest in the most formal manner, the execution of an instrument. Public seal. A seal belonging to and used by one of the bureaus or departments of government, for authenticating or attesting documents, process or records. An impression made of some device, by means of a piece of metal or other hard substance, kept and used by public authority. Noting. Dictionary of Business, Oxford University Press, 1996, the procedure adopted if a bill of exchange has been dishonored by non-acceptance or by non-payment not later than the next business day after the day on which it was dishonored, the holder has to hand it to the notary public to be noted. The notary represents the bill, if it is still unaccepted or unpaid, 
The circumstances are noted in a register and also on a notarial ticket, which is attached to the bill. The noting can then, if necessary, be extended to a protest. Noting. The act of a notary in minuting on a bill of exchange, after it has been presented for acceptance or payment, the initials of his name, date of the day, month and year when such presentment was made, and the reason, if any has been assigned, for non-acceptance or non-payment, together with his charge. Ticket. In contracts. A slip of paper containing a certificate that the person to whom it is issued, or the holder, is entitled to some right or privilege therein mentioned or described. Protest. A notarial act, being a formal statement in writing made by a notary under his seal of office, at the request of the holder of a bill or note, in which it is declared that the bill or note described was on a certain day presented for payment, or acceptance, and that such payment or acceptance was refused, and stating the reasons, if any, given for such refusal, whereupon the notary protests against all parties to such instrument, and declares that they will be held responsible for all loss or damage arising from its dishonor. It denotes also all the steps or acts accompanying the dishonor necessary to charge an endorser. Protest. Dictionary of Business, Oxford University Press, 1996, a procedure by which a notary provides formal evidence of the dishonor of a bill of exchange. When a foreign bill has been dishonored by non-acceptance or non-payment, it is handed to the notary, who usually presents it again. If it is still dishonored, the notary attaches a slip showing the answer received and other particulars, a process called noting. The protest, in the form of a formal document, may then be drawn up at a later time. Notice of protest. A notice given by the holder of a bill or note to the drawer or endorser that the bill has been protested for refusal of payment or acceptance. From the Creature from Jekyll Island, by G. Edward Griffith. Page 187. Directly from the St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank, in the fine print of a footnote in a bulletin, modern monetary systems have a fiat base literally money by decree. With depository institutions, acting as fiduciaries, creating obligations against themselves with the fiat base acting in part as reserves. The decree appears on the currency notes, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. While no individual could refuse to accept such money, debt, for debt repayment, exchange contracts could easily be composed to thwart its everyday use in commerce. 6. Analyzing their draft slash offer. When you receive a draft, a bill, an offer or a presentment, you must understand what it is they are asking from you, what it is they are asking you to do, what they really mean, and not what you assume they mean. It is imperative that you not make any assumptions or presumptions. Slowly read through their document and ask yourself the following questions. What claims are they making? What are you accepting? What would prove their claim? Does their proof exist? In what form would their proof exist? What do you want them to produce in order to prove their proof? What happens if they don't produce the proof of their claim? What is your foundation in law for requesting that they prove their claim? What laws do they have to follow? Are you following the laws you are required to follow? What would prove your position? What do you want to happen at the conclusion of the matter? 
Do you want some type of recompense at the end of the matter? Has it affected your credit in any way? Will it? How do you want to resolve any credit issues at the end? It is always a good idea to take a pad of paper and list the answers. Then begin to construct your conditional or full acceptance.7 Avoid pitfalls and errors. As you construct your response, you must avoid the most frequent pitfalls in language that will place you in dishonor. Remember English 101. Waiting longer than 72 hours before responding. Giving the impression you agree with their offer. Conditionally accepting an offer they have not made. Requesting documents that do not apply to their offer. Requesting documents that support their claims. Testifying. Arguing. Failing to specify a response date. Failing to specify a response address. Not giving reasonable time to respond to your CA slash A. Not giving a reasonable time to respond with an accounting, UCC 9210-4D equals 14 days. Setting unrealistic and unsubstantiated damage amounts. Failing to give notice to the court that you are handling this matter privately, if applicable. Failing for subsequent offers, traversing to their issue and leaving your CA behind. Starting the CA-A process before you are ready to finish it. Failing to understand the principles and law applicable to what you are doing. Errors will place you into unintended dishonor. Remember that dishonor equals loss, equals the debtor. Errors generally fall into two types of categories. 1. Uncorrected errors in either procedure or substance. 2. Incorrect use of phrases and terms, or making statements of argument. A. Unacceptable. B. No good. C. Fraudulent. D. Prima facie evidence. E. Non-meritorious. F. I don't understand. G. Makes no sense. H. Incomplete accounting. I. Incomplete records. J. Making a claim. K. Making a statement making a bluff most importantly know who you are if you are not a secured party you must tailor the return addresses and the text to reflect your name in all uppercase letters all the time if you are a secured party for your straw man you must ensure that the language in the documents reflects what things you are doing and what things the straw man name applies to the documents that are templates are not customized for your specific situation it's your job to know what you're doing and read before you sign anything. You will determine how many additional duplicate originals from the notary you will need of each proof of service and each of the notices and notary notes. 8THECA Construct Every conditional acceptance must contain these essential components. 1. What it is you want them to produce. 2. When you want them to produce it. 3. What happens if they don't produce it? 4. What the penalties are? 5. What the remedy is? It is just like a complaint. You most likely will want to ask for a statement of account, which requires 14 days instead of 10. If they don't have an initial transaction, they can't bill you. They have to have something where you signed at some time for them to have a valid claim. Further, it is important as you review samples provided, 
that you analyze each of the pox to see if they apply to your situation. You may not need all of the pox in the samples, or you may need to incorporate other pox not contained in the samples. You must customize every CA to meet your particular situation. After the notarial protest, to complete the process, you send a letter of request to the clerk of the court asking the clerk to give the judge the courtesy copies of the acceptance and redraft, the affidavit, and the presentment which you have accepted and signed. All of your documents that accompany the letter should be stamped copy on each page. The letter of request to the clerk should specify that it is your intent to settle the account privately without resort to a tribunal. That is your remedy. You have a third-party servant with a proof of service, a certificate of service, showing the registered mail number. A conditional acceptance may be a letter or a formal document. Either generally begins with wording stating, I slash we conditionally accept your offer to, followed by the conditional elements, such as upon proof of claim or documentation verifying respondents claim that, 1. Jane Doe entered into a contract with you to perform to your demands. 2. All the terms of the contract were disclosed in the document. 3. The alleged loan account was ever validated or verified. 4. An attempt to collect upon a fraudulent debt, sent via the U.S. mail, is something other than a violation of the mail fraud statutes. The CA must not request that the creditor prove a negative, that something did not exist or happen. It is an impossibility, one cannot prove a negative on a certain date and time. One can only prove that something did exist. It must also not speak in generalities or traverse, deny. If you have phrased the language of the CA properly, you will be able to easily convert the proofs of claim into affidavit format for the affidavit which accompanies the CA. The affidavit will simply restate the same information contained in the CA with slight revisions to form to make it an A. Notice the change of language in italics below. The CA contains the proof of claim POC, language at the beginning of the sentence. The A language has replaced the POC with the words the affiant has not seen or been presented with, and ends with the belief statement. Each of the four statements below directly correlates to the four POCs above. 1. Affiant has not seen or been presented with any documentation verifying that Jane Doe entered into a contract with you to perform to your demands, and believe that no such verified documentation exists. 2. Affiant has not seen or been presented with documentation verifying that all the terms of the contract were disclosed in the document, and believes that no such verified documentation exists. 3. Affiant has not seen or been presented with any documentation verifying that the alleged loan account was ever validated or verified, and believes that no such verified documentation exists. 4. Affiant has not seen or been presented with any documentation verifying that an attempt to collect upon a fraudulent debt, sent via the U.S. mail, is something other than a violation of the mail fraud statutes and believes that no such verified documentation exists. Each numbered POC should contain only one element to be provided or proven. Do not use compound sentences, sentences containing the word AND, or sentences using an inferred AND. Break each sentence thing down into its multiple components. As an example, 
you know that they don't have your original promissory note because they sold it and the new lender only has a photocopy, not an original signature. Address each component separately. As an example, POC that you have the original promissory note. POC the original promissory note you have is still in its original, unaltered form. Every CA should also contain your right to correct a previous dishonor or error. Below are some samples to address this issue, or it may be addressed in your opening paragraph. POC that this conditional acceptance is a refusal to perform. POC that this conditional acceptance is a refusal to perform, even after a judgment or decision, once proof of claim is delivered. POC that this conditional acceptance is refusal to perform, even after a judgment or decision, once the mistaken dishonor of said decision is corrected and the proof of claim is delivered. The CA should contain reference to the UCC reference contained in your state statutes and the closing language should contain statements similar to this, as well as what you want to happen after the dishonor of your CA. Your state law section, enter your state code hash for UCC 9210, requires you to provide me with a full and complete, accurate and not misleading accounting including, but not limited to, the initial deposit and all charge slips with relevant entries. Failure to accept this conditional acceptance, by producing the requested records and documentation, responding on a point-by-point -point basis in affidavit form under your full commercial liability, including all related documents that verify you have authority to enforce an instrument including, without limitation, certified copies of documentation showing you are a bona fide creditor in a collection process, and a certified copy of your registered claim, pursuant to Title 15, Sections 1091, 1095, showing DOE as the debtor and you as the secured party creditor, and the security agreement supporting said registered claim with the DOE's signatures, and stating that the facts contained therein are true, correct, complete and not misleading, pursuant to state statutes, within 14, 14, days plus mailing time, shall constitute your agreement with the facts stated in the attached asseveration. This is a private presentment to you in your individual capacity and is intended to effect an out-of-court settlement of this matter. Conduct yourself accordingly. Note, if you are requesting an accounting, you must give them 14 plus 3 plus 3 equals 20 days. If you are not requesting an accounting, it is only 3 plus 3 plus 3 equals 9, however, the code specifies 14 minimum. You cannot count Sundays or holidays. Look up your state equivalent to the UCC at http colon slash slash www.law.cornell.edu slash uniform slash uc.html. Search your state equivalent listing for the Uniform Commercial Code for a section that is similarly numbered. As an example UCC 9210 is Arizona ARS 479210. Your state code will contain the same UCC section number in a different order with hyphens in different locations and possibly slightly different wording. It is easiest to search the state equivalent of the UCC for the title of the particular statute. Once you find your state equivalent to the UCC, bookmark it for your future reference and it would be wise to print it out, 
three-hole punch it and place your state commercial code in a binder. In the commercial world, the CA A process works best for living men women who have chosen to obtain control of their corporate entity strawman by filing their own UCC1 on the strawman and taking the first lien holder position on the strawman's properties, see UCC manual. Both living men slash women and corporate entities can place liens on others for debts owed them. Think about a building contractor who liens the real estate owner for the materials utilized in constructing a new home. The contractor keeps that lien in place until he is paid and then releases the lien. Utilizing a UCC1 against the creditor when they fail to honor both you and the notary and therefore have stipulated to the facts contained in your affidavit and redraft enables you to place a lien, which has marketable value and can be sold to others or enforced, however, you must obtain the creditor's stipulation in advance of placing any lien and the ideal time to obtain that stipulation is in your CA A, which will likely be agreed to by their silence and dishonor. When you have completed writing the CA A documents, in order for this process to be effective, you must also include either a bill of exchange, a promissory note or a bond which they are authorized to negotiate after having proved their claim and provided the documentation proving their claim. Note, the final attempt CA A are only for use by those who have utilized some other administrative remedy process to try to discharge or settle an account before and were unsuccessful, you are allowed to correct a prior mistake. The final attempt corrects your prior errors. You must either use the CA A or the final attempt CA A, but not both for the same creditor. You will then follow the same documents order in the templates labeled CC2, CC3, CC4, etc. in the sample section to complete the notarial protest.9The bill of exchange. In this process, you will create a bill of exchange. The bill which was presented to you, is now exchanged by you to pay or discharge the account and send back to them. There are many writings, essays and schools of thought on the bill of exchange process. Below are two commentaries to consider. Bills of exchange are an instruction to the payee to use their financial institution to facilitate your authorization to use your exemption to discharge a public debt. This is a stop and adjustment, not a draw on the treasury. There are no funds to transfer in an exchange involving an exemption. It is a stop and an adjustment to adjust the open public account using your exemption from having to pay for anything when there is no specie, coined money, gold and silver, in circulation outside the box. What could the man, who is outside the US box, possibly use to pay a debt? There is nothing outside the box to do that, that is why the straw man is so convenient. The straw man can use FRNs inside the box to pay the tax on not paying for the items. Great idea, right? Exchange contracts, an unofficial brief. Provisions for exchange contracts based on priority tax exemptions are scattered throughout various legislative acts, joint resolutions and executive orders in 1933 and in the congressional record based on HJR 192, confirmed by the U.S. Supreme Court in 1939, Guarantee Trust of New York v. Henwood, et al., FN3, and codified in Public Law 73-10. However, 
the exchange process must only be used as an accepted for value response. A written claim must be received. Only then can the secured party respond. Mr. Paul O'Neill recently made it clear to a senator from Arkansas that when he is aware of and receives bills of exchange, he holds them, thus honoring them. Private sector claims can be discharged using a negotiable instrument such as the bill of exchange, etc. and must be processed through a local financial institution that holds or has access to a treasury tax and loan account. The TTL account is administered and controlled by the Technical Support Division of the IRS. This is a change under reorganization wherein these accounts were formerly administered by the Special Procedure Function Division of the IRS. All of these actions take time and must be based on written claims. Furthermore, as near as I have been able to ascertain, all public debts are discharged with a simple ledger entry and computer transfer for credit and debit through the IRS Technical Support Division. However, certain individuals at the Department of the Treasury persist in misrouting many of the documents presented to the Secretary of the Treasury by labeling them as Treasury Securities, which they are not sending them to the Bureau of Public Debt instead of to the UCC Contract Trust Department of the IRS. Private sector debts are discharged through a slightly more involved process requiring claimants bank to process the negotiable instrument through to the Secretary of the Treasury, the Federal Window, that officially became a bank at 1500 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest in Washington, D.C. in 2001. Under commercial banking codes the bank that processes the negotiable instrument through its TTL department is required to issue a credit to the account and place a hold on the credit for a designated number of days, then release the order for credit to the designated account. Many bankers claim they are not familiar with the bill of exchange even though the details regarding it have been published in Witkin, Negotiable Instruments, Volume 3 for well over 80 years and is considered to be the banking industry standard. Many banks hesitate to process this class of negotiable instrument. However, federal banking regulations and a growing number of court decisions, stare decisis, make it clear that the banks must accept and process these negotiable instruments. The IRS has indicated that regulations now require each bill of exchange presented into the private sector must also be attached to a 1099 OID that requires notification to the IRS of the transaction. Major changes took place in the operation of the Federal Reserve beginning January 1, 2001. All public windows were closed at all Federal Reserve banks. Only member banks of the Federal Reserve can do business with them. With one exception all Federal Reserve banks no longer process non-electronic negotiable instruments. Pass-through negotiable instruments such as the bill of exchange must be processed through a local financial institution sent directly to the Secretary of the Treasury via certified mail. All other non-cash commercial paper is now handled through the Depository Trust Corporation. The Department of the Treasury Bank DTB, the Federal Reserve and many local banks acknowledge the lawful bill of exchange. However, these documents directed to the Secretary of the Treasury must be presented through a financial institution, signed by them, bonded, as the agent for direct presentment. Upon honor of the document by the Secretary of the Treasury, the bank is authorized to release the hold and credit the claimant's account. According to banking regulations, 
Witkin negotiable instruments, and an increasing number of court decisions the bill of exchange is to be treated the same as a check except it must be sent directly to the secretary via certified mail. Complete routing instructions must be included, letter of advice, in order for the bill of exchange to be processed and honored. Each bill of exchange set of documents is to be attached to an IRS 1099 OID form. Each set of documents must be delivered via certified mail to the secretary. Only the Secretary of the Treasury has the authority and jurisdiction to honor or dishonor these negotiable instruments. Some government agents attempt to usurp that authority and many such documents have been misdirected to the Bureau of Public Debt. Many banks attempt to reject these instruments even though the regulations and the courts direct them to process them as instructed. We do not, at this time, advocate the use of a 1099 OID. Until one fully understands the import of sending and filing such a document, please do not use one. As you go through this process, not only keep in mind what money really is, but also remember the Fair Debt Collections Practice Act, which applies to the straw man, and the UCC. Arizona Revised Statute, look it up in your state. 47 to 3603 reads, Tender of Payment. A. If tender of payment of an obligation to pay an instrument is made to a person entitled to enforce the instrument, the effect of tender is governed by principles of law applicable to tender of payment under a simple contract. b. If tender of payment of an obligation to pay an instrument is made to a person entitled to enforce the instrument and the tender is refused, there is discharge, to the extent of the amount of the tender of the obligation of an endorser or accommodation party having a right of recourse with respect to the obligation to which the tender relates. c. If tender of payment of an amount due on an instrument is made to a person entitled to enforce the instrument, the obligation of the obligor to pay interest after the due date on the amount tendered is discharged. If presentment is required with respect to an instrument and the obligor is able and ready to pay on the due date at every place of payment stated in the instrument, the obligor is deemed to have made tender of payment on the due date to the person entitled to enforce the instrument. There is some disagreement as to the exact meaning of be above. One interpretation is that you are tendering payment and they are accepting by acquiescence or refusing it, therefore, the debt is discharged. BOEs vary a little in their language, depending on the writer. Another interpretation might be that only the right of recourse is conferred. Depending on which is truly the correct interpretation, a BOE will resolve the matter if done properly. As we learn more about bonds of discharge, it may be the easiest way to settle the account, but will have to be accompanied with instructions. Always be sure of the course you chose to follow. Either way, all contain the value, the date, and your signature. Remember, in this process you are offering to let them negotiate the BOE or bond after they have proven their claims, so please ensure you have specified in your conditional acceptance that they can only negotiate after their production of the verified documents you have requested. In some instances, you will not fill in the value in words and numbers because you cannot equate what the value is. In that instance, you will include instructions for them to fill in the value and notify you of the amount, after they have proven their claims and provided their proof.
Yours may be an overlay you photocopy onto their bill. Your EIN is the SSN without the dashes. It must not be contained in a box, and is best if it is printed in red and signed by you in blue ink. It might look like this. Accepted for value exempt from levy. I accept this presentment for value or performance, including all related endorsements, front and back, for immediate release of the proceeds, products, accounts and fixtures, according to the Uniform Commercial Code 10 to 104 and UCC 1 104, as it has been adopted in this state, and House Joint Resolution 192, June 5, 1933, value dollar date. Employer Identification Hash Your Signature Or Accepted for assessed value and returned in exchange for closure and settlement of this accounting. Date 2003 Employer Identification Hash Your Signature 10 THE Affidavit The affidavit in support of conditional acceptance is much easier to assemble and write than the CA. This is your affidavit, in negative averment form, as to the facts, that you have not seen or been presented with the documentations or evidence you are asking them to produce in your conditional acceptance. It is standard format with the county and state heading, the title of the document, followed by the text of the document. The first statement must be your ability to make an affidavit. Thereafter, you simply copy and paste the facts. Do not create the affidavit until after you are happy with the entirety of your CA. It is wise to take a duplicate original to the notary as you will be mailing one original to the respondent and you will want an original to photocopy for the rest of the process the notary will send out for you and to keep one in your file records. The affidavit, A, must be signed and sworn to, under penalty of perjury, in front of a notary. You must raise your right hand and swear or affirm the truth of the document. Many notaries will not know the difference between simply witnessing the signature, verifying the identity of the maker, an acknowledgement, and giving an oath witnessing the affidavit, jurat. Tell them it is an affidavit and speak the oath firmly out loud. Ensure the notary makes an entry in their notary book that this notarial service was an affidavit and they signed a jurat.11 mailing tools. You will need to obtain the following mailing tools before you mail so you are not making numerous trips to the office supply store or the post office. 1. Either priority mail envelopes or manila envelopes large enough to accommodate your documents. 2. Pre-inked stamps that say copy and original. They can be obtained from any office supply house. 3. Green receipts for domestic insured parcel PS Form 3813. 4. Registered mail red and white label PS Form 200. 5. Receipts for registered mail PS Form 3806. 6. Certified mail receipts PS Form 3800. 7. Green return receipt postcards PS Form 3811. 8. If you have multiple people you are mailing to, PS Form 3877, comes in a book. 9. White USBS 3817 Certificate of Mailing Forms for the Post Office to Sign. Do not trim the downloadable forms. Use a full page for each. 
Sufficient priority mail postage stamps to affix to the envelopes you are sending to the notary for the notary to mail. Be sure to include sufficient postage to cover the cost of certified mail return receipt, not just the priority mail price. The notary will need three sets of stamps for each respondent mailing, plus a set of stamps to send the package back to you containing the original certificates of dishonor, notary notes and proofs of service. If you must use a postage meter, be sure the imprint date is not printed, 12 writing the documents. First you will write the CA, and then copy and paste to create the affidavit, A. The following language is to be used as a guideline only. You must customize the documents to fit the presentments you have received. Each and every CA slash A is different for every offer because rarely are two offers identical. Remember, you are not to argue, but only present statements for stipulation. You must never ask them to prove a negative, so phrase your proof of claim statements or production of evidence in proper language. 1. The CA, with bill of exchange, should include a. Identity of parties. B. Mailing location of parties. C. Notice that it is a private communication. D. Identity of the subject matter, respondent's presentment. E. Notice of your acceptance. F. Notice that you are returning the presentment after acceptance. G. Notice that you do not intend to argue or dishonor. H. Notice of what positive performance you are requesting. I. List of what documents you want to view to determine the validity of the obligation. J. Caveat if respondent fails to provide his claim. K. Instructions regarding required response and response time. L. The original accepted for value or performance presentment attached to notice of the conditions of the acceptance. This is your bill of exchange, BOE. A bill is a writing. Your writing may be an offer to exchange your tax exemption for the discharge of the respondent's charge or it may be private funds or any number of other things. The charge was fixed by the respondent when he elected to send you an offer in the form of a demand. When you write your accepted for value on the respondent's presentment, offer or bill, you have authorized the respondent to negotiate the private exchange to settle the debt, but your authorization for him to do that can be conditional upon his ability to prove his claim. You may even authorize him to go ahead and negotiate the accepted presentment without proving his claim, in return, the other part of the exchange, he must send you a discharge notice for the value of his presentment. Send the original BOE to them. Keep a copy for your records. At the same time, you may choose to also commence a public debt verification process using the Fair Debt Collections Practices Act FPA. The FPA is their law and applies to their fictions, including the straw man. Their law does not apply to a secured party or a living soul, only the principles of their law apply. If you reference their law as a living soul or secured party, you are volunteering into their jurisdiction, so you must only reference the principles. If you elect to commence a public debt verification, be sure it is the straw man who is using the FPA or the secured party slash living soul who references the principles of the FPA. You do not need or want benefits from statutes promulgated for US citizens, straw man. Always remember who you are.
The sentient being can only request verification that comports with the principles of the FPA and not the FPA itself. 3. Write the affidavit. 4.A friend, server, stuffs the envelope to mail to the respondent. The reason for this is to avoid having to deal with a respondent who claims he received the envelope but it was empty when he got it, your friend will give you the original certificate of service. A photocopy is just fine to enclose with the documents. A. Original conditional acceptance. B. Original affidavit, make sure you have a duplicate original in your files. C. Respondent's original presentment that has been accepted for value, BOE, and is now being returned. D. Unsigned certificate of service, so the respondent knows we are using a certificate which is unsigned because the envelope has not yet been mailed. Your friend mails the envelope by registered mail with return receipt requested and gets the white PS form 3806 receipt stamped. Your friend must not be a relative and at least 18 years old. Sometimes, the postal clerk will ask for a value for the registered package. Your friend may value the package at $100 just to get it mailed. 5. Make 3, 3, copies of everything, 1 for your records and 2 for the notary. 6. Your friend signs the certificate of service. Make a copy to enclose with the envelope and 1. For the notary. Keep the original in your file. 7. If appropriate, send a statement of account. 8. You should get the green card back about with a week to 10 days. If you do not receive the green card, go to the post office and request a tracking printout of the registered package, which the postal clerk should date and cancel providing third-party witness to the package's delivery. Keep the original postal printout or green card and make a copies to provide to the notary. 9. On 21st day after your BOE and CA slash A was mailed to the respondent, send the following for the notary to include with the notary's notices. A. Your original affidavit requesting the notary carry out a protest for you, it will not be included with the notices from the notary to the creditor. B. Four copies of your local notary request for notarial process, one for the notary's file. C. Four copies of your friend's proof of service of your CA slash A, one for the notary's file. D. Four copies of the CA with your BOE, one for the notary's file upon which the notary will write notes. E. Four copies of your affidavit, one for the notary's file which the notary will write her notes directly on, as well as a separate notary notes page. F.4 copies of the respondent's presentments that you accepted for value and returned. G. 4 copies of your attachments to the CA, if you have any. 4 copies of the registered receipt and green card from mailing your CA slash A, I.4 copies of the notary's proof of service, POS, for each notice she is sending out on your behalf, which the notary will sign. One goes into the envelope to the respondent, one stays in the notary's files, and two will come back to you at the end. J. Two original notices of dishonor which the notary will sign, stamp and seal, one to send back to you later and one for the notary's file. K. Two original second notice of dishonor, one to send back to you later and one for the notary's file. L. Four original certificates of dishonor. 
you get at least three originals back from the notary, in case you need extras to enter as evidence in a public forum. The notary should keep one in the notary's file. This does not need to go to the respondent, but you may send a copy if you desire. Four original sets of notary notes to be attached to the certificate of dishonor stating the terms of the agreement, if applicable. The notary mails only a photocopy of the certificate to the respondent and mails several duplicate originals to you.13 Your affidavit to the notary. You must create an affidavit requesting the protest by the notary, which you present to the notary the day after the respondent has dishonored your CA-A along with all the documents and posted prepaid envelopes for the notary to perform the protest on your behalf. You may prepare the affidavit in advance and fill in the remaining data just before you send it to the notary for protest. Do not delay. The actual affidavit may be notarized by any local notary, in fact, it is best if it is not notarized by the notary who is actually performing the protest for you. The affidavit requesting the services of the notary must state the facts. A. The county and state at the top. B. The title affidavit. C. Your name and address. D. Your ability to make an affidavit. E. What was mailed to the respondent. F. The identity of the respondent. G. The mailing address of the respondent. H. When it was mailed. I. Who mailed it. J. What type of response was received, if any. The affidavit must also request the services of the notary to evidence the dishonor through protest. The dishonor is one of non-payment, creditor's lack of response, not one of non-acceptance. If the respondent did not refuse or return your bill of exchange, he accepted it. Once he accepts it, he has an obligation to pay it or perform. Paying it includes, this is a limiting word, withdrawal of his demand, offer, or production of the requested documentation that proves his claim. If he does neither, he has not paid or performed, he has accepted. The wording in the statute says for non-acceptance or non-payment, it is important not to give them a way to get out of paying, also performing, by claiming later that you admitted your bill of exchange was not accepted by the respondent. If your previous process has the non-acceptance in the notice of dishonor, it is not a fatal error because they would have to join issues with you to bring that claim into the process and you could correct your error. In commerce, when you make an error, you correct it or start the process over. The typical respondents in the political system are seldom able to prove their claims. Make a copy for your records. The original goes to the notary performing the protest.14 The notary notes. You are to prepare four original sets of notary notes to be attached to the certificate of dishonor stating the terms of the agreement, if applicable. You should prepare the notary notes ahead of time and the contents should be taken directly from your original CA-A. Ensure all the agreements are contained within the notary notes but it should appear as though the notary wrote it. It is critical that you use precise and exact wording. The notary cannot add words or interpret law or intent, or clarify anything that is ambiguous in your original CA. The phrasing should not be changed other than to make it fit the format of the attachment, i.e., 
Noun and verb tense may be changed since the presentment will usually have future tense verbs and the attachment will have present tense or past tense verbs. The notary should take all due diligence to compare the wording on the attachment to the wording on your CA. Technically, the notary is not held liable for mistakes on a protest because it is one of her judicial duties, but you do not want to put the notary in a compromising situation that can be avoided by your being diligent. The notary will also sign the attachment showing her findings of fact based upon your affidavit and their dishonor.15 the process in detail. 1. Prepare the conditional acceptance, CA, first. A. Ensure that you have entered the appropriate time frame including mailing each way within which the respondent is to respond, varies depending on whether you have requested an accounting. B. If you have filed your UCC-1 on your straw man, you may wish to include a proof of claim that you have not been damaged, their agreement to your recordation of a UCC-1 against them for the damages they have caused you. Make sure your damage claim is reasonable and can be substantiated. You will also amend the signature lines for the man's signature instead of the straw man's signature. 2. Create the affidavit by copying and pasting the numbered proofs of claim from the CA. A. Replace the phrase documentation verifying phrasing with affiant has not seen or. B. If you have constructed each item separately, verify that the phrase and believes no such evidence exists is at the end of each separate item. 3. Verify that each document is properly addressed and contains the appropriate opening and closing paragraphs. 4. Change one of the respondent's bills into a bill of exchange. 5. Attach copies of the creditor's presentments to the CA. A. At the bottom of each page of the creditor's presentments, label them as presentment 1A, 1B, 2, 3 etc. 6. Behind the presentments, you may attach copies of your prior letters or notices and label them as attachment A1, A2, B, etc. 7. Assemble a total of 6 complete sets, excluding the notary jurat, 1 for you, the original to send to the creditor, and 4 to send to the notary. 8. Have a local notary public notarize your blue signature on the affidavit, A and make five good photocopies of the jurat and place them behind the affidavit in the sets. 9. Either through the notary public or by a friend, use the proof of service and have the friend or notary mail the original CA-A to the creditor with Forms PS 3817 Certificate of Mailing or by Certified Mail Return Receipt Requested. Do not include a copy of the proof of service with the mailing. 10. Optional, ensure the package for $49 using a PS Form 3813, cost equals $1.35. 11. Prepare the notary's package. Note, you will have to choose either certified mail return receipt or USPS certificate of mailing. USPS will not do both. We prefer the certified mail. 16. What the notary does. The notary 1. Receives your affidavit requesting the notarial protest. 2. Signs each notice and places their notary stamp and seal one upon each. 3. Completes a proof of service for each notice, which will later be sent to you. 
4. Makes a duplicate original of each notice to send to you later. 5. Takes the postage prepaid envelopes to the USPS. 6. Has the USPS stamp the certificates of mailing and utilizes a separate Form 3877 for multiple mailings to the same company. 7. Mail the duplicate notarized notices, proofs of service, USPS 3817 and 3877, certificates of dishonor and green postcard originals to you in your SACE. Be sure to inform the notary that, if any response is received by the notary during the process, the notary is to immediately fax it to you so that you may amend or correct the next notice the notary will send on your behalf. Be sure to recalculate the new mailing date for the notary. The notary is not to send the next notice until you have reviewed the response and determined if there are issues to be addressed and subsequent documents to be amended or changed. 1. If the notary does not have an embossing tool, seal, the notary, in blue ink, is to write their initials and then place their ink thumbprint halfway over the initials.17 Prepare the docs for the notary. You are to 1. Prepare everything ahead of time. A. Fill in all the notary information, including first name, middle initial, last name, mailing address, city and state, and county where appropriate. B. Fill in the month and year of all the notices and certificates, leaving the calendar day for the notary to fill in. C. Pre-address the envelopes to the respondent. D. Ensure each envelope has the notary's return address. E. Complete the green postcards, PS Form 3811, and receipts, PS 3800. F. Ensure each envelope has the proper amount of postage stamps affixed. G. Ensure each envelope has a completed PS Form 3817 certificate of mailing for the USBS to endorse. Some USPS will not accept these if you are using return receipt postcards. H. Ensure each envelope contains a complete copy of the CA, attachments, and A. I. Ensure each envelope has paper clipped under the flap, the proof of service and the three copies of appropriate notice for the notary to sign, stamp and seal, one for respondent, one for you and one for the notary. J. Ensure each envelope flap has a sticky note indicating the date you anticipate the notary will sign and mail the documents. K. Prepare the two original notary notes documents, one for you and one for the notary, which recaps the notary's findings. 2. Create a mailing date list showing each mailing date with the name of each notice and each recipient for the notary. Keep a copy for your records. 3. Include a 9x12 self-addressed stamped envelope, SASE, for the notary to return to you all of your documents the notary signed, sealed and stamped and the correlating certificates of mailing, green postcards, and receipts, with the notary's notes. If you are mailing to more than one person of the same creditor, complete a PS Form 3877. You may list multiple recipients at the same creditor company but do not mix creditor companies on the same Form 3877. Be sure to include completed Forms 3877 for the Notary.18 The Notary's Protest File. 
The notary must maintain a protest file which must contain the 1. Original of your affidavit requesting the protest with the following enclosures. A copy of the CA with presentments and bill of exchange. B. Copy of the A. C. Copy of proof of service. D. Copies of the green return receipt postcards. 2. Original notary's notes document which recaps the notary's findings. 3. Duplicate original, signed and sealed. Notice of dishonor with the green return receipt and postcard the notary mailed, and an original sealed, stamped proof of service. 4. Duplicate original, signed and sealed, second notice of dishonor with the green return receipt and postcard the notary mailed, and an original sealed, stamped proof of service. 5. Duplicate original certificate of dishonor with the green card to you. 6. Copy of the attachment to the notary notes stating the terms of the agreement. 7. Calendar of events noting the applicable dates, past and future. 19. Recap. Send the package to the notary, which must contain the following. A. Your affidavit requesting the notary perform the protest. B. Two original notice of dishonor and certificate of service dated 21 days after the CA-A, with one full copy of the CA-A, attachments, bill of exchange, which the notary signs, stamps, seals, and mails one set to respondent with a mailing certificate. I. If the notary receives a response to the notice of dishonor, the notary is to fax it immediately to you. The response may necessitate that you reply with a different notice of protest to incorporate information relative to the response. Ask the notary to wait before mailing anything else as this may change the dates and contents of your subsequent notices. See.2 Original Second Notice of Dishonor and Certificate of Service dated 10 days after the notice of dishonor, with one full copy of the CA-A, Attachments, Bill of Exchange, which the notary signs stamps seals, and mails one set to respondent with a mailing certificate. I. If the notary receives a response to the protest notice, the notary is to fax it immediately to you. The response may necessitate that you reply with a different notice of protest to incorporate information relative to the response. Ask the notary to wait before mailing anything else as this may change the dates and contents of your subsequent notices. D. 3. Original Certificate of Dishonor and Certificate of Service, dated at least 10 days after the second notice of dishonor, with CA-A, attachments, BOE, which the notary signs, stamps, seals, and mails to you with duplicate originals of all prior documents and the notary notes and affidavit. E.2 Original Notary Notes Documents, one for you and one for the notary, which recaps the notary's findings. Says for the notary to send you the copies of the notarized notices and proofs of service, certificates of mailing, green cards and notary notes.20. Letters during the process. You must respond to every written document you receive, including subsequent statements from creditors, within 72 hours, 3 days, per contract law, or include the phrase, this is my timely response to your you may send your acknowledgement of non-responsive letters by regular mail, with USPS certificate of mailing, and say something like 
Thank you for your January 14, 2003 letter, however, it is non-responsive to my January 2, 2003 conditional acceptance of your offer. I look forward to you verifying your claims as requested and speedy resolution of this matter. Sincerely, with all rights reserved. Jane Doe By, Jane Doe, Secured Party Jane Doe If you receive a bill or statement, you must also reply but may do so by simplifying printing the following text, in red ink, directly on the offer. Be sure to sign in red ink and mail the original by standard mail. Make a photocopy, after you have signed it, for your files. Date received, accepted and returned for assessed value, closure and settlement of this accounting. The debt has been discharged in full. Current account balance is zero. Send me the voucher. You are using my exemption. Bye, I'm 123,456,789. If your account is sold to a debt collector, remember that they, too, must be able to validate their claim. The DC series of letters will help you get rid of them. Also, keep the following in mind. There is a maxim of law and you should be able to find it in every state's maxim of jurisprudence. California's is found at CC 3515. Consent as defense, he who consents to an act is not wronged by it. Latin, scientia et volunti non fit injuria, a wrong is not done to one who knows and wills it. Any third-party debt collector who purchases a debt knowingly places themselves in harm's way in order to receive a potential benefit, cannot, by such act, validate a right of action to file or initiate a cause of action in a court of law of competent jurisdiction. It simply cannot happen. Example: an attempt to commit an injury upon the person of another, if made with his consent, will not constitute an assault. Thus, no one can maintain an action for a wrong, where he has consented to the act which occasioned his loss. Brown, Edward, and Sons v. San Francisco, 1950, 36 C2D 53, 196 P2D 231, just a thought consistent with your premise concerning third-party debt collectors. They surreptitiously attempt to induce novation by getting one to pay them the residue of a purported debt even though the third party was not signatory to original agreement. If common folk begin to wake up to the fact that you have no contractual obligation to any third party interloper, the debt collection scam would soon die on the vine as it were. Words worth committing to memory 21.credit reporting agencies. When you begin this process, it is best to cut up or shred and return your credit cards with a letter that states you are voluntarily closing the account. Mail it certified with a proof of service that specifies what is in the envelope. Keep a copy of your letter for your records. Before you send your CA A, obtain a copy of your credit report. If you are married, you must obtain separate reports for each of you, and individually you must each send correspondence to the CRAs. Once you have received your credit report, go through every detail and look for any minor inaccuracy. Then begin your written dialogue with the CRAs concurrently with sending your CA A. This procedure will make it much easier, at the conclusion of the notarial protest, 
to demand removal of adverse entries by CRAs of the accounts you have settled. Below are general guidelines for CRA interaction. Step 1. Obtain your credit report. Ordering from the credit bureaus directly, you can order by mail, over the internet, or possibly by phone. The FCRA states that you are entitled to receive a credit report disclosure directly from the Consumer Credit Reporting Agency for free if you certify in writing that you are unemployed and intend to apply for employment within 60 days. You are receiving public welfare assistance. You have reason to believe your consumer file contains inaccurate information due to fraud. You have been denied credit, insurance, or employment within the past 60 days. If any of the above applies to you then you may order directly from the credit reporting companies. You should receive your reports in 3 to 4 weeks. Oftentimes you will receive a letter asking for more information. To avoid this delay, include all of your relevant information. 1. Full name. Be sure to note if you are a junior or SR. 2. Birth date. 3. Social security number and a photocopy of your social security card. 4. Your current address. 5. Your previous addresses for the last 5 years. 6. Driver's license photocopy with current address on it, or other proof of address. Contact information for national credit agencies. Experian TransUnion Equifax. HTTP colon slash slash www.experian.com slash HTTP colon slash slash www.transunion.com slash HTTP colon slash slash www.equifax.com slash 2493. Step 2. Analyze your credit report. If the credit report contains one or more of these indicators, then the report is negative. If the listing contains none of these indicators, then the listing is positive. Experian TransUnion Equifax. Any item marked with dashes on either side of the number, example. 2. Any inquiry any item listed in the adverse section of the report. Watch for any information with a symbol next to IT. Any item rated any higher than I1, M1, or R1, such as an R2 or I9. Any item preceded by a icon. Any item listed as a repossession, foreclosure, profit and loss write-off, charge-off, paid profit and loss write-off, paid charge-off, settled settled for less than full balance, or included in bankruptcy. Any collection account whether paid or not. Any court account including a lien, judgment, bankruptcy chapters 11, 7, or 13, divorce, satisfied lien, or satisfied judgment. Any item showing one or more 30, 60, or 90 day late payments under the body of the listing. Any inquiry any inquiry. Once you've highlighted all negative items on your credit report, begin looking for the inaccuracies and inconsistencies and highlight them with a pink or orange highlighter. An inaccuracy is something that you know is not true, such as a listing that doesn't belong to you or an incorrect balance. 
An inconsistency is when the same information on the credit report contradicts itself, such as showing 12 late payment notations when the report shows only 4 months reviewed. You can use these inaccuracies and inconsistencies to lend credibility to your challenge. If you find that a substantial amount of the negative credit on your credit report does not belong to you, you may wish to prepare a lawsuit against the credit bureaus. You will not have an adequate cause of action against the credit bureaus unless you attempt to correct the mistakes with them and they willfully or negligently mishandle your case. The odds of the credit bureaus negligently mishandling your case are excellent. So you would be wise to proceed with a lawsuit in mind. Document every correspondence and response in a diary or spreadsheet or calendar type book. If your recordation is complete and accurate, it is usually considered an acceptable court document. Be sure to copy and file everything and send all of your correspondence certified mail, return receipt requested. Step 3. Organize your notice. Review your credit report. Verify all aspects of its accuracy, including your 1. Name 2. Delivery address 3. Contact phone number 4. Social security number 5. Date of birth 6. Former addresses 7. AKAs, also known as 8. Employer 9. All accounts a. Account number B. Type of account, i.e., revolving, line of credit, mortgage C. Balance and most owed D. Open and close dates and by whom E. Payment status, i.e., as agreed, never late, etc. F. Credit limit G. Individual or joint account status H. Disputed status I closed accounts. Step 4. Send your first notice. As soon as you have verified all information on the report, for each individual person, you cannot notify CRAs in a single letter for joint accounts, it must be done individually, in separate letters mailed in separate envelopes, send the appropriate CRA one letter. The first letter which is friendly and just to tell them you've reviewed your report may address various errors in the report such as misspellings and closed accounts and wrong addresses. All notices to inform them to delete an account or it is in dispute must be sent separately for each creditor account. Certified mail to each agency where corrections are to be made. Request proof that the corrections have been made. The agencies have 30 days under federal law to make any required changes. You also have the choice to notify the CRAs that your information is private and they are to place a security freeze on your credit information. This will prohibit them from disclosing your information when they receive a simple inquiry. Be advised that you must notify them if you want information released when you want to apply for credit or employment. California Civil Code also found in www.witkin.com slash pages slash recent underscore dev underscore pages slash developments 2002.htm Security Alerts, Civil Code Section November 1, 1785 Start Date, July 1, 2002 A consumer may request the placement of a security alert on his or her credit report.
Credit Reporting Agencies CRA, must notify those requesting information of the existence of the alert. A security alert typically states the consumer wants to be notified prior to the extension of credit. The consumer may customize the language of the alert including the addition of a phone numbers where he or she may be contacted regarding the alert. Security Freezes Civil Code Section November 2, 1785 Start Date, January 1, 2003 A consumer may elect to place a security freeze on his or her credit report by making a request in writing to a Consumer Credit Reporting Agency CRA. Security freeze means a notice placed in a consumer's credit report, at the request of the consumer and subject to certain exceptions, that prohibits the CRA from releasing the consumer's credit report or any information from it without the express authorization of the consumer. Items included in this freeze include, name, address, birthdate, SSN and credit info. A freeze may always be lifted temporarily for the extension of credit and a unique personal identification number or password will be provided to the consumer for that purpose. The CRAs may charge a slight, reasonable fee for this service for non-victims. Certain groups will be allowed access without removing the freeze, employment, current credit issuers with established accounts, etc. Consumers should be aware that a security freeze or security alert will affect their ability to be granted instant credit and will delay the extension of credit until the request is confirmed. It should not affect credit scores or prohibit the extension of credit to the true consumer. Step 5. Follow-up. After sending the CRA1 letters, if appropriate, Send a CA slash NA and then follow up to dispute the accounts and inform the credit reporting agencies that they are not to provide any inaccurate information which may impair your commercial ability. After you receive your certificate of dishonor from the notary, send via certified mail CRA3. CR4 and minus 5 are provided as sample responses should the CRAs not comply with the contract. Step 6. Enforcement. After you receive your certificates of dishonor and non-performance or breach of contract and have billed the respondent the amounts agreed to in the conditional acceptance self-executing contract by sending a minimum of three statements slash bills at least 10 days apart, if the CRA still have not complied, then you have to make a decision as to whether or not you want to prosecute both the credit reporting agencies and the creditor. If the CRAs are continuing to ignore your evidence and take the verbal reporting of the creditor, follow up with letters to the federal enforcement agencies, your state attorney general, and local consumer advocates. You may wish to complete the process with notarial protest on the CRAs so that you can move it to the federal court of claims for enforcement of the judgment made of the evidence by the notary, or for judicial review of your process to obtain a local superior court order. Step 7. Credit Repair If they do not delete the settled accounts from your credit report after you have sent all your notices and threats to proceed with legal remedy, and you want your credit report cleaned up, then you either have to proceed by filing a lawsuit or you can bite the bullet and simply contract with a credit repair company who has an attorney on staff. Check with us for a referral.22. After the notary protest, there is one other document you should request from the notary after the protest, and that is a printout from the Secretary of State's office website where the notary is commissioned which shows that the notary is in good stand with a current commission.
there may be a nominal fee for accessing the website. You can also look for this information on your own. This is a preventative measure so that if you should come to a circumstance where the lender questions whether or not a notary with a proper commission performed the protest, you already have the apostilles in your bag of evidence to prove it was a viable notarial protest.